Hey there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to this new episode of No Pressure. Excited to be here. Me too. Number two. Number two. (laughs) 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 Sorry. I'm 12. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) Well, you certainly got dressed for the occasion today. Uh, No, it's just... I think what it is, is I had like a super ratty beard going on, as you could see in the... Oh my God, I'm ashamed to say that I didn't even notice that you <laughs> trimmed your beard. I'm so sorry. How rude. Well, I mean, it, no, it's not rude. It's, it's, you look it's great. I, I love the bushy beard. I also like it trimmed up. It looks great. I mean, the other beard was like, there's a fine line between homeless and hip. Yeah. So it was time to change. Yeah, but you pull, you pull both of the, those. <laughs> I can be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I could do it. Yeah. It was getting there. That's why I was like, oh boy, I'm really looking. It was getting ratty. I did notice that you were able to twirl your stash yesterday. That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just more talking about your outfit. Like you have people clothes on and I don't. Yeah, it's because, you know, we've been working on the studio and I've been in like, you know, clothes that I don't care about so today i was like oh i'm gonna wear normal clothes that's great just so everybody knows cage's idea of clothes that he doesn't care about are still pretty fashionable in my book (laughs) 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 so i mean i mean (laughs) meanwhile i'm just in my cozies because we're recording this on a weekend happy weekend to us yeah well, I mean, the weekend is for cozies, so. Insert lover I'm, boys. Everybody is working for the weekend. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I I did have a fun delivery the other day, which I had to enjoy. I got free onesies, which has never happened in my life. Matching onesies for Stanley, which is my bulldog, and myself. So thank you, Footed Pajamas, for hooking us up and um, giving us some chic cozies to rock on the regs. Who could ask for more? I, I can't. No. That's what the... I mean, it's perfect. So the weekend wear mm-hmm. and Stan gets to match. Stan gets to match. He's not as happy about it as I am, but... He, he looks like a thug in, he does. in his onesie. I know. But anyways, thank you, Footed Pajamas, because I am loving it. So, how do you feel your new year is going so far? <laughs> uh, you know, for per, just personally, for me, it's it's started out actually pretty nice. It's not, it's not too bad. I actually have time to work on our studio, which is what we've been trying to do for a long time, but both of us have been pretty busy and caught up and stuff so yeah now there's finally some time but that's what i'm focused on right now so i'm i'm actually fairly happy with it so far (laughs) you know even though there's quite a mess everywhere else (laughs) (laughs) we've been working really hard on the studio and by we i mean you (laughs) i'm here for moral support and you know assistance like hey can you pass me the level hey can you 
Can you pass me the nail gun? She's also very, very good at demolition. So that, that's her responsibility. I am an expert at demo. I really am. Yep. At this point. 100%. I've uh, done the demo on my first house, did the demo here, and now I'm demoing stuff in the studio. So I'm, I, I, it does bum me out that it only lasts for about <laughs> 10 minutes, and then you're like, okay, <laughs> vacuum it up, and it's my turn. There will be more. There will be more. But it's looking great, and congratulations on being an expert carpenter. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Beautiful work. Thanks. <laughs> How's your year going? You know, it's fine. I, uh, I feel like I started the year off with a good attitude, which is all I ever hope for. As per usual, I have a lot of things personally that I want to continue to work on. But I finally went to the eye doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Starting in, when was it? Last year, Thanksgiving, I was down for the count. I was having horrific migraines out of nowhere. I haven't had them since my 20s, probably. Couldn't figure out what it was. And you're like, it's your eyeballs. <laughs> so they you, were, you were right. Yeah. Well, they were too close together. You it weren't was just, bad. You weren't just getting like a migraine and then like, okay, cool. Go on for life for a week or two. It was like every other day. Yeah. So It was bad. Yeah. Went to the eye doctor, was personally devastated by the deterioration of my eyesight <laughs> over a relatively short amount of time but i got i got fixed up so i'm i'm feeling better not having as many uh migraines but she did give me some some hot takes on why my eyeballs were just going downhill so fast which is being on the computer too much oh yeah being on the computer too much, being on the phone too much, but all of my work is that now. Yours too. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, I'm pretty sure everyone is basically to that now where you're always looking at some sort of screen. Yeah. You know, for long periods of time, unless you're in, you know, construction and that type of thing. But I think still you're on the phone and, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's unavoidable unless you're completely disconnected. I'm wondering if everyone is as exhausted of Zooms as we are. <laughs> like, it's great that we can have meetings and and see people and all of that, but... <sighs> I still get anxiety before Zoom calls. I'm just like, I don't... I, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what about it gives you anxiety? Because it's, it's just, to me, it seems so dumb. Yeah. You know, it's like... It, it, what happens is, is people get used to being able to, you know, form Zoom meetings for anything and everything. Yeah. So you end up in Zoom meetings for really things that could have been discussed, like in one text message. With via text. Yeah, via text. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then everybody pops up and all the, I just find it funny and makes me antsy because I'm just like, this is so, it's so silly. Yeah, at least there's the option where you can turn the camera off. But, that's true. But most of the Zooms that I've done, that's the first thing that they say. Tina, can you turn on the camera? You're like, God. 
I do it. I do it when I'm driving. So then they don't know I'm on a Zoom call when I'm driving. Yeah. Because I get yelled at when that happens. You shouldn't be driving while you're on a Zoom call. Because I've done it with video before. <laughs> People are like, are you driving right now? I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm not looking at yeah, I'm the... I'm not looking at the phone. Yeah. But I'm still here. So leave me alone. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget the, the best... I feel like the Zoom calls have been exhausting for a while, but I think it was midway through quarantine you found that, what was it? Was that on memes are where it was like everybody getting off a Zoom call and it was the that old movie? Goodbye, oh. goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. It's the most awkward thing. People can't just say goodbye. I just sign off. Yeah, I hang up. Yeah, because I, I can't take it, and it because it makes me feel so awkward. I, I, it's just like everybody talking over each other. Leave meeting. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, yeah, but also not just the computer. So the the eye doctor was like, I already wear contacts. Now I have to wear readers when I'm looking at the computer, and they have to have blue light protection. Yeah, you got a scolding. I really did. Yeah, eye doctor was not happy with she, you. She wasn't pleased with me, but. <laughs> But at least she told me what to do, and I did follow directions, and I found the dopest glasses ever, which you saw last night. They're so amazing. <laughs> we'll put uh, we we'll post a picture of those on the uh, on the Instagram, yeah. so you guys can see because they're incredible. Yeah, they really are. Such a find, Amazon. Amazon baby. Yeah, gotta love it. I have you know those um the the random pop-up of, hey, this is how long you've been on the phone. Have you gotten yours for this week? Actually, no, not this week. I I got it last week. And surprisingly, actually, I've gotten it down a little bit. Do you think it's because you're building? I think it is. I think because I'm not exactly sure how it's calculated. It might be you know, every time you actually pick up the phone and look at it. Yeah, see, that's what I don't understand either. I don't know because it says your your usage time. And I'm like, well. Yeah, I, I think it. Ca- if you go into like screen time yeah. and look at it, it categorizes how you're using the phone. You know what? I'm going to pass. Yeah, and it's really. I'm going to pass on that. When you go in there and it's like, you've spent nine and a half hours on social media. No, do you want to know yeah. what, what mine was? What, what? 11 hours and 57 minutes. On straight, oh, just across the board. Just across the board. I didn't. I didn't uh, delve into the details of what those eleven hours were made of, but that was my usage time, and I felt an insane amount of shame. Yeah. I mean, I know. I know what I use my phone for for the most. Yeah, everything is so bad. (laughs) But at the same time, it's like a lot of it becomes thoughtless, you know. And I don't. I don't know. There's uh, too many. There's too many things going on that I'm like. I'm. I'm. I have plenty of habits and and thought processes and all of that kind of stuff to work on. I don't. I'm not gonna do this one. It's like it is what it is right now. Like, yeah. I've also found too is like uh, it's helped me bring screen time down by actually. This is weird, but not having the phone touching me. So like, put it down like if i'm working on something i put it down on something soft this is where it's weird is because if you leave it on something hard with a hard case yeah 
you can hear that bullshit bump you. Because I swear to God, the phone does little tiny things to get you to look at it. Okay, so... I swear to God. I, I Tell me I'm wrong. Somebody n- tell me I'm wrong, please. You're not. I, I doubt that you are because that's what I was telling you. I have an Apple Watch. Yeah. Which I think I have most of my notifications turned off on the watch. I, I just use it for working out in a pedometer and whatever. Yeah. It taps. I swear to God it taps me. Either that or I'm having ghost haptics. That. That's what I thought it was, and what I did one day in the other studio is had my phone sitting on the console, which is a hard surface, in a hard case, and it's dead quiet in that room. Yeah, and you can hear it because it's like a it's like if you had a if you had it on vibrate and you get a text notification. Yeah, that's like a full blown yeah like that. But this one's just like just, and you can hear it <gasps> on the on the on the surfaces in there because it's. You know, it's a soundproof room. It's crazy. No, uh, as soon as I did that, I I kept leaving it on there to see if I was, like you said, like having you know ghost taps. (laughs) Yeah, but it it's for real. I mean, either that or I'm literally having ghost taps. Like, that's what I mean. It makes me feel crazy sometimes because I swear that it's it it's a it's a tangible tap. Yep, just enough to get you to pick up the phone. Yeah, to dig. For what you thought was a notification to something. Right. Because you're so programmed. Doesn't that freak you out? Oh, yeah. That's why I have to like try to separate because it's it's a weird, weird thing. If the phone is doing that to get you to pick it up, why is the watch doing that? Especially if all my notifications are turned off. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you just want me to see what time it is? Why are you tapping me, bro? If if I was the you know, creator. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I'm going to put this little tap in here to get you to look at it as much as you can. Yeah. I think what happens in your brain is, is you feel the tap and then you look at it and you start looking at the apps going like, what just did that? And it gets you to get into it. It just gets you to take a hit to it, literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, just have a sip. Go ahead. Take a hit. It's not a big deal. No, that's really weird. The whole yeah. thing is just weird. I know that I'm addicted to my phone, but oh. I also think that I rationalize a lot of my phone usage by, well, it's, it's work-related. And, <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> I mean, my YouTube rabbit holes, not work-related. That's, yeah, no. <laughs> not at all. No. I went on a, a tangent. That's the only way that I can describe it with Mr. Ballin on YouTube. You still haven't watched this guy. It's I ha- amazing. I haven't watched him yet, but everything that you've told me, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's right up your street. Yeah. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. He tells scary stories. He doesn't just tell scary stories, but he's a great storyteller. But he finds all of these really interesting stories from Missing 411, which is an incredible series. I forget what that guy's name is, but... He wrote a bunch of books about very strange disappearances, and Mr. Ballin covers everything. It's like exactly what I love. So yeah, ghosts, aliens. Th- that begins tonight. Yeah, you have to. It's so good. Yeah. So I'm also besides YouTube, I'm using social media more than ever, and I don't mean being productive on it because I I post. I post every once in a while when I feel like it. 
I usually do my my morning coffee stories. Yeah. But I I check social media way too much. Yeah, even e- even if I'm not doing anything on it. I'm you've been like, on the 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 scroll. The scroll game. Yeah. Has has Listen, sometimes I find great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an addict. I do it all the time, too. I just love it. Yeah. I love Instagram. Some of the other platforms I'm not as big of a fan of. Like, I'm not on Twitter anymore. Twitter's a dumpster fire. Yeah, I agree. I I can't deal with it. It's it's too intense for me. Like, God bless if you can roll with that. I can't. I can't do it. It's not as fun. Instagram, at least, you can have a good time and and find really cool people on there and look at cool places and you yeah. know. Yeah. I also don't like, I mean, I shouldn't say I don't like it. I just don't click with Facebook as me neither. much. And I'm not sure why it's like, it seems generational to me where it's like Facebook is this generation of people that are super active on there and yeah. like really are into it. Yeah. And then there's some for Instagram there's some for Twitter and there's some for now it's, you know, TikTok and, all that, that oh the tiktok thing is crazy i yeah. do love watching tiktoks i just i don't know what i could contribute to tiktok you know what i mean i did i did a video <laughs> this is so silly but christmas time one of our friends that's in our pod Gigi, sent me a video from tiktok that was hilarious and maybe it was only hilarious to me and her i don't know but <laughs> She's like, we have to recreate this. I can only do this with you. And I got really nervous because I'm like, I'm not a, she's a TikTok creator. Yeah. Now, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. had like several videos go viral, like millions of views. Yeah. I've never had anything go viral. So I'm, I'm whatever. Yeah. I just, I just get, I just get nervous. I don't know. <laughs> so she came over and I was like, I'm not getting changed. So I was in my my onesie, and she's like, I'll put my onesie on. And she came over, and we did it. And it was like 25 minutes, and then she bounced because she had to go pick up her kids. <laughs> and I put it on my TikTok because I do have a TikTok account. I just don't do anything with it. But I put it on my Instagram because Instagram is my platform of choice. Yeah, you put it on Reels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is the same thing. Yes. Okay. Just Instagram's version. So I did that. And it got so many views, I was blown away. Like, I've never had anything have, I think it had 471,000 views. And I was like, that's good. What the heck? What the heck? <laughs> it's such a silly video and it was really fun. But I just, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me to see what people respond to and what they don't. Because obviously there's, content that I've done that I've put a lot more effort into that's done a fraction of that, like a fraction of a fraction yeah, of a fraction of that. I don't know. That's, that's the closest to viral I've ever gone. Meanwhile, Gigi was just like, Oh, it's so cute. Look, look yeah, it's, it's her, doing pretty well. And I'm with, like, with her millions of views. Yeah. It's we funny. did enjoy watching the numbers go up. Cause I've, I just personally haven't experienced it. It's like, who the heck is watching this? Yeah. Also, though, if you notice, it's like usually it's the fun, silly, most of the time laughable stuff. Yeah. That takes off like that because it's, you know, it's people spreading 
stuff that's like, oh, you have to see this. Yeah, but, and it's fun and it makes you laugh and yeah. it lightens the mood. Feels especially good. Especially in the time we're in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You've had a viral video. Your video is way, way, way more viral than mine. I don't know if it hit those numbers yet. I'm not sure where it is now. Yeah, right. But it, you had that. You had those numbers like the first day. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, it was funny. I was, we, uh, we were, I was in the middle of, where were we? Some theater in literally the middle of nowhere. I have no idea. We're on some, we were on a Christmas tour and they had a costume department because this was like a performing arts center yeah and of course i was over there being nosy so i go into the costume department and there's a full-size beaver outfit like with mascot head and everything i'll put a picture of it up on the on the instagram so you guys can see it yeah so i without anybody seeing me i put that on and just went (laughs) (laughs) went down and jumped on the drum kit and then you know of course somebody videoed it and and then it it was posted to oh I posted it at that time the company the drumstick company the sticks that I play is Vic Firth yeah and they were doing a like a series of posts for what drumsticks you like playing with yeah so I put the Beaver video up <laughs> with the drumsticks <laughs> that I like playing and then they reposted it and it went crazy so okay yeah but correct me if I'm wrong. That's really difficult to do because I've seen the video. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, if you can find it online, it, you should Google it and see if if you can pull it up because it's really awesome. But like, that's super difficult. Oh, to, it's difficult to function in a, in a full mascot costume, yeah. let alone play the drums the way that you did in that video. <laughs> I did the best I could because you can't see. The only hole is in the mouth, and then that the 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 helmet, I guess you'd call it, the headpiece is huge. So the weight is on your shoulders. And then you're wearing a full costume with beaver paws, which don't have <laughs> fingers. So yeah. like holding the drumsticks was a uh, feat in itself. Yeah. So Did it's it like, smell in there? Surprisingly, no, because I think it was a costume department thing where they take care of the 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 costumes. Were you so, claustrophobic? No. All the only thing that that was really hard was it was unbelievably hot. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Not a lot of ventilation. Yeah, not a lot of like one vent hole through the mouth that you're trying to look through. That's insane. Yeah. First of all, I just think you're a phenomenal drummer anyway, but oh, the thanks. fact that all of those things were in your way, <laughs> that it's insane. But point being of that whole thing was like, that was just dumb and silly and, yeah. you know. We're doing everything for fun, and then it got spread around like crazy for because other people enjoyed it too. Yeah. There was so much laughter in the days that we were watching it spread around. It was so fun. Yeah, because it was yeah. like no one would expect that. No. It's hilarious, Yeah, but also you're killing it. <laughs> you're so good, and you're just like, this is a fucking beaver playing the drums like this. That's yeah, insane. It's funny. <laughs> I just don't ever... I, it's fun. I'm saying it's fun when that happens. Like I've had more than one experience with it. <laughs> yeah. I just mean like that was a fun thing. Yeah. But um, I don't see myself ever creating content for that reason. It's so stressful. I feel like that would be so stressful for me to use my, pl- not to use my platform that way, but to 
try to curate everything that I post for that purpose to like hit a certain quota to hit numbers and, and all of that kind of stuff. I, I can't imagine like the pressure and the stress that that would cause me personally. Yeah. Cause I don't think, I don't think it's a, it's, it's something that is authentic to you. Meaning like you, you wouldn't, you don't naturally want to go after something just for numbers. No. Like take those two videos, for example, like even for me as well as like, I didn't do, I didn't get in the beaver suit to go viral. I got in the beaver suit to make people in the band laugh. To make people in the moment in it, your real life. Yeah. Somebody laugh. happened. Yeah, exactly. Somebody happened to video it, Yeah, but it wasn't for video. It was for us to, because we were on a Christmas tour in the middle of nowhere in the snow. Yeah. So it was supposed to be like funny. We had to have in a moment. Yeah. Like take you, for example, with the, you know, the Gigi video. Yeah. Uh, I was doing it to make her laugh. You're doing it to make her laugh, which it is funny because she cannot keep a straight face if you watch oh, that video. my God. <laughs> but the big thing is like, it could have been this whole production and the, the authentic part is like, I'm doing it in a onesie. Yeah. That's, so that's you. Yeah. And that's kind of part of why it was. I think it circulated nice because it's not, it wasn't the numbers grab. No. It was just like, let's do this for fun and here it is. Yeah. Yeah. And just enjoy whatever happens after that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I I can't, I can't imagine because I know that there are people that study all of the algorithms and study the trends and all of that kind of stuff and, and blessings to you. Yeah. I, I can't do that. Because it just feels so. It's calculated. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Some of them are really well done. The oh, ones yeah. that are calculated, which I love. Some of those where you're like, Jesus, People that was get like super creative. It, that was like amazing. Yeah. How did you figure that shit out? Yeah. But a lot of it, when you start seeing the, when you start seeing like the too much tailored content. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. That's when I'm kind of like, okay, come on. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a, a lottery of likes, you know? Yeah. Like trying to, I won. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're like, but, w- <laughs> but what did you win? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. It's just, you know, you got a <laughs> bunch of hearts on a picture or video or something. Not only that, but as soon as people double tap that, you know, if we're talking about Instagram. Yeah. And you get your heart, they forget. Yeah, they as soon move as on. it's done. Our attention spans, I'm telling you. Zero. <laughs> zero. Less than a goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't, I think the the concept of tailoring your content to get people to like it has to be, I don't know, I feel like it, it can become a self-made prison. Yeah. Where you're like, well, I, I was creating all of this stuff because I know that it works. Yeah. But if it's not you and then you become known for that thing, you're just like, I'm trapped in a prison of my own making. Yeah. This is not the shit that I want to be doing. That's what I've tried to at least be aware of because I didn't want to do social media. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> for a long time, like a really long time. I was very late to the game. Yeah. If I'm honest, the idea of it was really scary. I'm a really private person. And 
And it's also just scary to be yourself in public, you know, like before social media, there was this wonderful level of mystery. If you're an actor. Oh yeah. Where it was like, people could go and see you in the movie and then not hear from you. If you chose that. Yeah. There was a lot more, uh, mystique. Yeah. In, in entertainment in general. Yeah. The unattainability of being able to connect with that person. Yeah. Almost accentuated star power. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not really enjoying being able to talk to whoever. Yeah. Because I think it's really cool. And I think you can, we can all learn a lot from each other. Not saying that. I'm just saying it's intimidating. Or it was to me. It was intimidating and scary. And it took me a long time to come around to the idea of joining. Yeah. To the point where I made an agreement I that I wanted to have like an, a private Instagram account for an allotted period of time. Oh, like a test run. Yeah. Yeah, I so remember that. So that I could figure out. Like, how does this work? Yeah. Yeah. And well, when you- I realized that it wasn't that scary and that I could have fun with it, then I then I signed into my professional social media. Well, you got really good at it. Hey, thanks. Yeah. I was lucky though. I, I, I've had slow growth. Yeah. Which is nice because I've gotten to learn how to, how to play this game my way. Yeah. And I think it shows like you, you stick to being authentic. It doesn't, you don't, you don't stray from you. I really try not to. Which I believe what's, what's really nice about it too, which I love is it's, even though it is maybe slow growth in your eyes or, you know, somebody who's tailoring content to it, grow numbers. Yeah. I think it creates a truer fan base. So like people that actually follow you for you. Yeah. Is a much healthier fan base than people who follow you because it's trending. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. So like your actual physical response to something that you post. Yeah. From true followers, yeah, is way higher engagement, engagement. Yeah. yeah, than it would be from something like if you built, a, you know, a teenage like super trendy type Instagram, yeah, where you may have ten jillion followers, but you get ten thousand likes on a photo, <laughs> and it's like, the fuck is that? How that does that, that translate? Makes no sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's how I see it, which I think is super healthy. It's great. Yeah, I think I've had I've had a really I've had a really good time. I'm just gonna f- use Instagram as the the model. Yeah. For what what I'm talking about is like I've had a really great time on Instagram. I've rarely had shitty interactions. When I do, they're pretty bad though. Yeah, there's always a punter somewhere. Yeah. You know. I think you're right that. Because I really try my best to be true to myself first. Yeah. It makes for a really nice experience for everyone. Because if you don't like what I'm doing or you don't like who I am, that's fine. They just don't follow me. Yeah. You know, it's like I feel that all of the followers that I do have, we talk. Yeah. 
you've built more of a, a community. Yeah. Where you can interact with people. Yeah. And and it's it's really great because I mean, like you said, it's not necessarily a hundred percent positive all no, the time. Like you because that'd be crazy. You that'd get, be weird too. You get some haters every now and then, but it's like yeah. you know, if you didn't have haters, then you know, what's the point? Yeah. Welcome. Come on in, son. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, you've built a really strong community of interaction. Yeah. And not just like, oh, I love this picture because I'm supposed to. Totally. Because that's bullshit. There are people in my real life, like some of our family members, that don't necessarily love how I talk on Instagram because I talk on Instagram the way that I talk in real life. Yeah. Which I have a dirty mouth. It's the way it should be. You're supposed to speak the way you speak. Don't be something else just to please everybody. I have a, I have a fun anecdote. Yes. The person that taught me to curse was Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, see. And she told me that some things just couldn't be described without an F bomb. And it doesn't mean that you lack intelligence. It means that you're colorful. Exactly. And I think somewhere, I don't quote me on this. Mm -hmm. Tell me if I'm wrong. But there's some sort of correlation Mm -hmm. with cursing and intelligence. We're going to have to find that. Yes. And it's a, I don't know if it's a, some bullshit I read online (laughs) or if it's an actual study of like, you're adamant about something. It's like you accentuate it with like what we said. It's like sometimes you just got to say, this is fucking great. Exactly. Yeah. So sorry, but I trust Whoopi. Oh, I do too. And I'm going to look that up because I know I read it somewhere now. I don't know if I read it somewhere smart, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Call me out. If you know the truth. Yeah. But anyways, how I am online is is how I am in real life because when I realized what social media actually was, I didn't want to create some Disney princess image on social media and then somebody meet me in real life and be like, who the hell are you? Yeah. That'd be weird. Yeah. That's also why I don't, I don't know, I really try not to use, I'll use fun filters yeah. But I try not to use crazy filters either because I'm like, what if whenever we're allowed to see each other in public again? <laughs> the, yeah, I'd be like, there's the- a huge discrepancy yeah. here, bitch. Like, who, who's this bitch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, it is hard to, I don't know if you feel this way. I think I'm a lot shyer than sometimes I admit to. I'm very, very comfortable with people that we're friends with. I disagree. Really? No. I don't think you're shy as shit. What what do you think it is then? I think you're shy in your head. And I just don't (laughs) show it? No, you don't show it at all. Oh, wow. There's been countless times where it's been new interactions with people and you're 100% you. Yeah. And it's like you knew them forever. And I'm like, huh. Maybe that's just an insane like, overcompensation for it, how scared I am. <laughs> it might be. It's like inside your your introverted self is 
dying slowly. A hundred percent, yeah. But you don't show it on the outside. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm. Well done. Thanks. I don't know that I'm doing that, so I really can't say thanks and take credit <laughs> for it. Watch. This is going to be funny because the next time it happens, you're going to be thinking about it. Totally. It's going to fuck you up. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. Thanks so much, sweetie. Um, I do get scared. I think the reason that I was very nervous to start the podcast is because it's one thing for me to do stories on my Instagram, right? Because I can talk for X amount of slides about something that I feel I really have to say something about. Yeah. Long form discussions are a whole different thing. And it can be very, very intimidating to me to, it's a, it's a level of vulnerability that I haven't experienced publicly before. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know people would argue with that and be like, you're an actor or whatever. It's like, I'm playing other people. I'm not being myself. Like, yeah, I am not any of the people that I've played. That's the whole point. Yeah, this this is not acting. No. This is you and I sitting at the table talking into microphones, which is not normal. No. It's different, especially it for you. Does it, it doesn't scare you. No, because I'm in the recording world. So talking into microphones and having a conversation with somebody on a microphone, I've done before, just not in a podcast format, you know? Yeah. More like if I'm engineering a record or something like that, I'll have weeks of conversations with a, with a singer yeah. in, a, in a vocal booth on microphones back and forth through speakers, headphones, whatever it is we're working on. Yeah, so even so in like, just like the physicality of what we're doing, you're way more used to it than me. Yeah, that and yeah. it's like this this whole setup is, I mean, speaking into a microphone when you're not used, like being yourself and you're not used to speaking into a microphone is weird at yeah. first. Yeah. Like when you're singing into one, there's... That's different. That's different. There's a goal. Or if you're doing voiceover, you're you're not focused on the microphone. I'm also in voiceover stuff. I'm also not being myself either. Exactly. So, you get to like, be out of your element. Yeah. Same with singing. It's like when you become what you need to become to get your vocal the way that it is. And I'm not saying that you're not yourself, but a lot of people go into a different headspace yeah. when they're performing, whether it's entertainment movie side or entertainment music side. There's not necessarily an alter ego, but you do get yourself to a different place to be able to perform a take. I think that it is almost like an alter ego or yeah. you create a character. Yeah. Sometimes I have to do that when I'm just n nervous or intimidated by a new task. Yeah. I do have to sort of create that in my mind and be like, you know, even if it's just thinking of I'm getting really down on myself what would it, what does the woman look like that I want to be? Like, how would she act in this circumstance? Like, how would a really confident woman in this scenario behave? And I think about that and then I'm like, okay, well, I can, I can fake that. Yeah. And then it helps me to, to come out of my shell enough to be like, I do have that in me. But it's like you have to play a trick on yourself. Because I'm, I'm what I would consider like an omnivert. Yeah. I'm naturally introverted, which doesn't mean that you're a recluse. It means that you don't get energized necessarily. 
by interactions with other people. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time, if you're around the wrong kind of people for you, it's exhausting. And then you have to go home and recharge. Yeah. Um, and then as far as being extroverted goes, like I can be in the right circumstances. I can be in the wrong circumstances. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, with my job, I do have to force myself to externalize a lot, but I think when it comes to speaking publicly and actually vocalizing my opinions on things, it's scary. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to be able to talk about the things that I care about and I want to be able to say how I really feel and what I really think about things. But the way that the world is and the way that social media is, it's very intense and I'm not trying to exclude anyone in my opinions and I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do anything to anybody else. And I know that we all have a right to our opinions and, and how we think it's really difficult for me to reconcile in my mind, not growing up in social media, not having all of this stuff, all this technology podcasts, all this stuff to be fearless in this department and just be like, this is just a conversation and, you know, take it or leave it. You don't have to agree. I'm not asking you to agree or disagree. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's no pressure. There's no judgment. Nope. Um, but it's really scary to be yourself fully, to fully embody yourself. I mean, not just in, in a, it is in life, but especially in social media and in public, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, as far as, you know. You don't want backlash is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you don't want backlash. But the way I view it, just like you were talking about, where it's like you don't, you're not excluding anybody in your opinion. You're not including everybody in your opinion, you know, in your opinion that you, you choose to share. It's like the way that I look at opinion, whether I'm providing an opinion or whether I'm listening to an opinion. I look at it like from a learning point of view. Yeah. Cuz it's it's like if I'm giving an opinion and somebody's listening to it, they're learning my point of view. Yeah. And if somebody's doing that in vice versa, like to me, I really want to know other people's opinions because maybe it'll spawn research on something that I didn't have any clue about or maybe it'll spawn, you know, some idea that directs me to some other idea. I'm just very open with it. So it's like, I would rather learn than take somebody's opinion and like become upset with it. Yeah. But you're different. Yeah. Well, not everybody thinks like that. And no. I think that that's why it's scary. Cause there are a lot of people that, you know, when we're talking about curating content, yeah, I think that a lot of people curate content to project a certain image. Yeah. To insulate themselves from, having to own how they really think or feel because it's scary as fuck to do that and deal with consequences. Yeah. And, and I don't mean that in like in a way that where I feel that consequences yeah. are necessary. Like people can have a different opinion and it doesn't mean that it's bad or it's evil or, you know, of course there are evil people out there and, and evil opinions and whatever. We're not talking about that. I'm no. just talking in general. It's like not everybody thinks about it the way that you do, where they're open to learn and they're open to approach 
a person or a conversation from a non-judgmental headspace. Yeah, I mean, it just I am. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I know you are too. I just find it much more comfortable in a situation where you're having a conversation with a person where you listen. That's half of the conversation. Like if you're listening to their opinion, you might gain something. It might piss you off. Yeah. You know, or it might make you sad or it might make you this or that or whatever it is, but it's supposed to be different than what yours is, or it's supposed to be similar or it's supposed to be. You're just supposed to allow it to be what it's going to be because we're not all carbon copies of one another. And I feel like sometimes social media makes it feel like that or makes it feel like it should be like, well, this is what's trending. Am I supposed to like it? Yeah. This is what the, the loudest opinion sounds like. Yeah. Am I just supposed to agree with it? Yeah. It's difficult. And I think the thing that scares me the most is how it feels like you're not allowed to change your mind or grow. It's like, I want to be able to have these discussions that we're having and say what I think and how I feel, have you say what you think and how you feel and, and be able to feel as safe in the social media space as I do in real life. Yeah. In real life, I know that it's okay for me to change my mind and to grow, right? Like I've fucked up a lot in my life. Yeah. We all have. Totally. So I feel like I'm a way better person because of air quotes mistakes. Some of the best things that have happened in my life to me personally has come from a time when I thought that I really messed up bad or, you know, I didn't, I didn't do the status quo thing. I didn't, you know, I took a huge risk or something, whatever. Yeah. I want to feel like I'm given that same reasonable buffer. Yeah. In social media that I have in my real life. And I don't even know if that's possible because people love to be outraged and, and it stops everyone from growing Yeah, because it feels like you're forbidden (laughs) to make mistakes or grow. It's just like, if you say something wrong and I'm not talking about these horrific human beings that we know damn well who they are. Yeah. You know, that are just being reprehensible. I'm just talking about like, if you didn't know something, instead of everybody hopping on you and being like, what a, what a dumbass and fuck you forever. Yeah. Or like, you know, you made a mistake and you did this thing and it's unforgivable and you're canceled and, you know. Yeah. It's like, how is that person ever supposed to grow? And then when people watch that sort of takedown happen, they're less likely to want to share their their true opinions. And then that closes down their learning. Exactly. And and sometimes a controversial thing is the person that's right. Yeah. Is the person that's brave enough to to stand up in front of crowds of people saying the opposite and be like, no, this is wrong. Yeah. And then that person gets chastised. Well, yeah, chastised and lambasted for, you know, speaking up. Yeah. 
And it makes, because human beings are primally wired to be pack animals, it's like we're watching that and we're like, well, I don't want that to be me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's, to me, it's looking like as, you know, as much cool stuff as there is about social media, it also has driven us to a place of more black and white in that department. Of, yeah. You know not really giving true opinion or not really giving true answers or participation or agreement with something or whatever it is. It's very polarized. Yeah. There's no gray and that's not real life. There's a lot more gray in real life than there is black and white. Real life is all gray. Yeah. That's how I feel at the age that I am right now. I'm just, I definitely grew up thinking more in alignment of black and white and right and wrong. And, you know, that's how I was raised. And then as I got older, I'm like, it's so much more complicated than that. Yeah. And uh, of course there are basic things that it's very clear the difference between right and wrong. I'm talking about the nuanced aspects of life. I just think people are not as allowing of differences because I think it's scary to them. Yeah. It's like, I already feel insecure and I need many other people to, to look, act, think, buy exactly like I do so that I can feel okay yeah. within myself and like how I'm living my life. I think that's a very lonely way to live yeah. because you're not being your authentic self. So you're not really finding people that align with who you really are because you don't know who you really are. You're just trying to create a pack so you don't have to think about it. Yeah, that's definitely an easier route is to just be in the pack. You know, but I think even though it is a tougher route, it's definitely more fulfilling to try to find yourself as an individual even if you have some of what the pack is doing, you know, I think that that's okay. Yeah, me you too. I, I like, I as like. As long as you authentically like it though. Oh yeah. You know? Totally. That's part of it is it's not going to the pack because the pack's cool. That's really what it is. It's not going to the pack to define yourself. Yeah. I just find that social media creates an atmosphere where too many people are too entitled now. <laughs> oh yeah. Like everyone. Yeah. Or it's like, well, I've curated my feed to look like this. Why don't you look like this? Why aren't you doing these things that I like? Yeah. I want this. Why aren't you giving it to me? And you're like, huh? <laughs> Everybody is allowed to have their preferences. I definitely have preferences. Yeah. We all do. But I don't expect everyone to abide by those or participate in my preferences or give a shit about my preferences. I don't know. Yeah. It's bizarre. I wish that more people could just look at, if they're on social media and they see something that they're like, ugh. Like, <laughs> come on, people. <laughs> like, if you're upset that Jason Statham wears a certain jacket, don't tell him he looks like shit and to fuck off. Unfollow what? him. Unfollow him or maybe just be like, I don't like that jacket and move on with your day. Yeah. yeah it's like, come on. The thing that blows my mind about the comments yeah. is there's so many steps to get there. 
don't get me wrong. I look at people's Instagrams and I get pissed yeah. at different things where I'm just like, what the fuck is this person doing? Or I can't believe they posted that or eh, this is boring. I would have to have that thought, which I'm allowed to have because yeah. it's private. People can't read my mind. They can read my comments though. Oh yeah. And I would have to go from that moment to let me think of something mean to say. Fuck this person. Yeah. Then you have to go up and click the little button thingy to to post a comment. And then you got to type it out. Yeah. And then you got to spell check that shit or not. Most of the time not. <laughs> Jesus. And then you have to... You have to send it. You have to send it. That's a lot of steps. It's a lot of steps. And that's a lot of commitment to just expel your frustration or your anger over something else to a person that you don't know. Just move on. Yeah, let it go. Just let it go. If you don't like it, you don't need to tell the entire world every time you don't like it. But that, that's that entitlement shit I'm talking about yeah. where it's like, you need to know my opinion about your shitty content. Yeah. Or your shitty shoes. And it's... <laughs> it's, it's like, what? It's a, it's a, it's the delivery. Because it's like we were talking about earlier where it's, it's good that people share opinions as long as it's open on both sides. But the way that an opinion is delivered is really how it is. Where it's... If there is a pair of shoes up that you scroll by on Instagram that, a, you know, say a celebrity's wearing or say somebody, some athlete that you follow and you don't like the shoes, you don't need to go on there and tell them that they're a piece of shit because they wear shoes you don't like. Yeah. Also, just maybe don't buy stuff you don't like. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it's like, well, you're wearing this brand. Okay, you don't have to like the brand, and you also don't have to buy it. So why do you care? Yeah. I wish that people would mind their own business more and and not have to be so mean and vitriolic about things they don't like. Like, the mean comments and the trolling and the judging and all of that, to me, that's a wide-open window into that person's pain. Oh, yeah. And it's also bullying. Totally, which is way easier to do than before. Now that you have technology, is like you don't have to break somebody's heart looking into their eyes. Yeah, you can hide behind your phone. Yeah, hide behind your phone and your fucking stupid thumbs being mean. (laughs) It is. It it's a lot more effective towards people though than because you don't have to look at the person's face when you're being that mean. I think that there's a humongous disconnect that's been created where people think, oh, they're just not going to read it. Yeah. Or they're, if they do, like, yeah, it's going to hurt their feelings. But I don't know if they realize, like, how damaging they are. Or they're real scumbags and they do. Yeah. I know those people exist and they're horrific. Well, it's just the easy out. Yeah. Really. I think a lot of people do it just because then they don't have to, they don't have to face anything. Because it would be. Face any of their own pain, you mean? No, they don't have to face any of the fear of having to be in front of somebody. Yeah. To say something like that. Like if you're breaking up with somebody or you're quitting your job or you're whatever it is that you're afraid of confronting, it's easier to do it digitally. 
so yeah. to speak. Because then you don't have to actually face it. You just send stuff into the air and things happen. <laughs> Yell into the ethers? Yeah. Yeah. I tend to feel sorry for people that are mean to me on Instagram. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It pisses me off. Of course. <laughs> In the moment. Mad. It makes me mad, dude. Yeah. Sometimes it hurts my feelings. And then I have to remember, like, this person really doesn't know me. I don't know them. I don't know anybody that I follow or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, I know the version of them that they share with me, and I'm, and I'm grateful for that version. But people in general are, are endless mysteries. Yeah. We're just a bunch of mystery boxes. So I think I'm able to think that, though, because I've been in therapy for a long time, off and on. And I've really unpacked all of that stuff for myself and had to work on strengthening that so that I so that I can be on social media in a healthy way. And I can move on with my day when someone says something mean. I'm not perfect at it, but the mental health care system in our country is bullshit. It's awful. Yeah. And there's also a humongous stigma to all of it, which has never made sense to me. Yeah, like why people look down, like, just for example, like when you just said, I've been in therapy for a long time. Sometimes that's looked down upon. Therapy is for improving mental health. It's for understanding why you react to things with certain emotions and why you think about things in certain ways. And that is not unhealthy to exercise strengthening that. Yeah, people have been, I've shared mm, a handful of times that I see a therapist because I'm a huge advocate for mental health. I just am. And, and I'm willing to say that I do that for myself. Yeah. I also do that for the people that I love too. So that, you know, if I, if I learn to understand myself better, I understand other people better and I treat them with more kindness and empathy and, I treat myself with more kindness and empathy and compassion. You know, I, I feel like I just interact with the world in a better way when I take care of myself. But when I have shared that, people, I've gotten DMs that are, that's like, whoa, what are you hiding? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, first of all, there's a difference between privacy and secrecy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not keeping it a secret. I told you that I'm in therapy, but I, I'm not going to say why, like, that's well, a, that's that's not for it's my decision to say like that's not for anybody but me but at the same time I'm still going to share that I think it's really important for everyone to take care of their mind that way even if you don't have quote unquote problems it's like you don't have to wait until it gets so bad like life is really fucking hard yeah and Sometimes bad things happen that mess your mind chemistry up where you start to have really bad self-talk or you have really bad anxiety or you have like the mind is such a powerful thing. As much as people focus on their aesthetic, like how they look, it's exponentially more important to take care of your mind. Oh, yeah. Because your mind is what powers everything else. Yes. So it's for me. I would, I'm willing to be vulnerable about that and say like, yeah, I see somebody once a week. Yeah. But just 
because you see someone doesn't mean that there's skeletons in the closet. And I think more people need to know that that's what that's for. It's like you can go talk to somebody to get a clearer understanding of why you feel like shit on Thursdays for some random reason. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like, why do I wake up on Thursday on the wrong side of the bed? Or why do I get so mad when I'm on Instagram and I see people wearing pink shirts? Uh, yeah, it could be. In, it could be. <laughs> why am I so? Why am I so angry that I'm willing to lash out at strangers? Yeah, exactly. What is paining me so much that I feel like I, everyone has to hear my opinion and I have to scream it at them? Yeah. Why do I attack people? Yeah, those are important things. Yeah. I've also learned though that as much compassion as I can feel for other people and understand that it's nothing personal when someone is being mean online, I don't have to put up with it either. No. And that's really hard for me personally. Like if somebody fucks with somebody that I love, I'm an animal. I have a very primal protective side where I, I just, I will do anything to protect the people that I love. Yeah. You've experienced it with your ex-girlfriends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Which is hilarious it's because... very funny. I mean, I, uh, I, I don't think I'm very scary, but but I did, I did take issue. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to people being disrespectful or nasty to me, I'm still practicing being as protective towards myself as I am towards the people that I love, you know? Like, yeah. I've I've definitely been the person in the past to just let people run over me or treat me like a doormat. Yeah. Because I don't want to hurt anybody. So I I think I started to interpret like standing up for myself as, oh, that's being mean. And it's like, no, it's not. You don't have to put up with that shit. No. Boundaries are important. If only I had learned that. <laughs> oh, I know. It's <laughs> There's, there's always 15 years ago, (laughs) (laughs) there's always something that will haunt you like that, where you're like, if I only knew that when I was 12 here, but here's, that's one of those things that I do beat up on myself about. Sure. Because there's a laundry list of, if I only knew this, I know, but that's why the mental health care is important because it can't be a laundry list that never gets solved. At some point. Right. So you need to go down your list and figure out, regardless of what age you are, Yeah. those things need to be at least somewhat explained to you. Yeah, and sometimes if you don't have good parenting or you didn't have a good childhood or your circumstances weren't ideal for growth, therapists can remedy that for you and you can be reparented. Yeah. Or... At least understand. Yeah, you can understand and... The longest relationship that you're going to be in in your life is with yourself. And you're in your own head for the rest of your life, so. Yeah. Yikes. You got to make it as habitable as possible. Yeah. Make it a park. (laughs) Yeah. Not a landfill. Yes. (laughs) Indeed. But when it comes to boundaries, the, the problem with social media is I think that it's unnatural for us to know what everyone is thinking about us at all times. Yeah. And whether they're commenting or not, it's like, oh, well, 
this many people engaged with this photo versus how many people engaged with this photo or, you know, this picture got a thousand likes and this one only got 300. So what does that mean? You know, it's like, even without commenting, people are giving you their opinion of how they see you. And I think that's unnatural. Yeah. I don't think we're supposed to know that. Like what other people think about you is actually none of your business unless they choose to share it with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean that in like before social media in person. Yeah. Which means there's somewhat of a relationship there. An established. Yeah. Trusting relationship. Exactly. That's, that's where the, that's where the, the line in the sand is drawn as far as like entitlement with, you know, yeah, that particular type of thought process is creating self-absorption across the board. A lot of, it's not disregard. It's just lack of acknowledge, like not even knowing. It's a lack of, yeah, a lack of acknowledgement and a lack of empathy. Empathy is a, yeah, that's a good word for it. Because it, it seems nearly impossible for, for there to be a pause yeah. in people's thought patterns sometimes and be like, would I want somebody to do this to me? Or how is this going to affect the other person? Or is what I have to say really important? Is it helpful or am I just going to be an asshole? Or am I hurting someone? Yeah, or am I hurting someone? Am I hurting within myself and this is why I feel this way? I mean, you have to know what I think. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Your pants fucking suck. Yeah. And, and like, you need to know that because this is going to change your life. Wow. That, but that, that's for real. That's what's crazy. Sometimes I can laugh about it and sometimes I can't. Sometimes I'm like, I, I don't know how to continue on on social media as long as this is happening. Yeah. But that's where boundaries, especially on social media, can be very, very useful. Meaning, mute. Yes. Unfollow. Yeah. Block. Yeah. Those types of things. The because, mute button was a game changer. Oh, it's it's so nice. It's so nice. Because especially if you have, I mean, I I I have <laughs> certain obligations. Yeah. Because my my Instagram is a professional Instagram. Yeah. It's, you know. Sometimes I can't unfollow people that are going through something. Sure. When they, they're going through something in their life and they're posting things that are making me uncomfortable. Yeah. I can't just unfollow them because there are professional obligations sure. there sometimes, you know? So the mute button is great because it's like, I still like that person. I still support them. I just can't look at this content right now. Like it's, it's making me feel weird. Yeah. That's great. That's a healthy boundary though. Yeah. Because you're protecting what you ingest. Yes. As far as the unfollow, I have no shame in unfollowing people either or blocking. Yeah. Do you? No, 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 no shame at all. The, un, the, I mean, if I'm honest, the, both of them, in re I mean, I'll just use this as an example. It was like relationship-wise, if you go through something tough, both go hand in hand, I think. And it's, mo it's not for vengeance. It's more for your own personal 
protection because of the way that social media works. Like you could go through a relationship, you could break up bad and you still have access to this person and you're both flaunting your lives in front of each other and then looking at it after you have a disruptive breaking of a relationship. That's a really good point is because you're supposed to in, in life when things break apart, yeah. you're supposed to be able to move forward and like social media prohibits that a lot. Oh, it completely is like a pause button. And don't you think it changes behavior? Cause like you, you were just saying, Oh, you're, you, you're like showing off to each other. Cause you know, each other, you're like watching each other's shit. Oh yeah. It's so petty. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. It's unhealthy. It's not good. Like yeah. it's just not good to do that. It's if you, if you're, you have a breakup, you broke up for a reason. Yeah. Don't waste your energy. Like I can't imagine wasting my energy trying to show off for someone I don't want to go out with. Cause if we break up, I don't want to be your friend either. Cause no. if we failed as a, as a romantic couple, like for me, friendship is the, the base level of, of that. Yeah. So you obviously were not a good friend either. Yeah. I don't want to see what you're doing. <laughs> I, I, think I don't want you to see what I'm doing. I don't want to see when you like pictures. Yeah. Because then it's just constantly in your face and on your mind. And especially if you're somebody who's gone through a tumultuous or an abusive situation, yeah. you have to. Yeah. I disagree with the friendship part just because I've dated people that I am still very good friends with. But I think it was just a different situation. Yeah. It's like where you are, you don't, it's, it wasn't a disturbing breakup. It was like a, well, shit, this doesn't fucking work great. So let's go back to what we were good at, which was just being, you know, friends. I've maybe had that happen one time. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So with, yeah. with, I mean, obviously if you have a disturbing breakup, then everything you, you it's like, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to be, I don't want to, like it's done. I just don't, I, I'm saying that because I know that a lot of girls feel, cause I can't speak, I, I have never experienced being a man, you know, like yeah. you can speak on this, but for girls, it's like, I think sometimes they think, oh, it, he's going to think this about me if I need to unfollow him or he's, he's going to think this about me if, or his friends are going to think this about me if I unfollow him or I block him. Like, I, I know that with my female friends, there's a lot more concern with optics than yeah. with safety or mental health. Yeah. I just want to encourage women, like if you go through a bad breakup, you are not obligated to put up with or tolerate bullshit. Yeah. That's what the blocking function is for. That's what the unfollow is for. It's like you're allowed to protect yourself and move on. And the, the protection of yourself is from yourself. Yeah. Which is odd, but that's what it's for. Like, specifically, I, my personal preference is like, if I have to block somebody, it's not because I don't want them to see what I'm doing or I don't want them to have access to me. I'm blocking them for me. Meaning like, I don't want to look into what they're doing I don't want to see, you know, because your brain goes to different spaces and when you're going through a breakup where it's like, well, what am I missing out on? Like your brain always reminisces. It always remembers 
all the good things. It doesn't remember the bad things that brought you to the breakup. Right. So block, unfollow for me is more like, I, this is where I'm drawing the line for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. So I'm not blocking them for them to not see me. I'm blocking them for me to not go back to what I know is wrong. Yeah, I would. I, that's a good point. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. I do a combination of both. Yeah. I think it's a little bit different too as a man. You're not ever threatened by a girl. Um, no. I mean, physically, physically, no, probably not. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of cases out there where men are, are threatened by women via the, what we're talking about today. Oh yeah. Bullying like women being emotional terrorists as well. Oh yeah. 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 And that's, it's damaging. It's damaging. It's also could be a considerable amount scarier because somebody shitting all over you publicly is a lot more painful than somebody just being mean to you directly, you know? Yeah. So. Very scary. And it usually turns into a war. It's not good. Which I'm sure everyone's seen online. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that happens all the time. To anybody listening, I hope that that never happens to you. And, and you know, try to just take good care of yourself. Yeah, that's Don't tough. be afraid to um, to just use the mute unfollow block tools to your advantage. Yeah, and take a break if you have to. Like, social media is not essential to life. No. And by the way, what you're consuming, like I was saying earlier when I got the report of how much time I spent on my phone, Yeah. there does come a point where you have to realize that social media, what you're consuming on it, is a part of your quote-unquote diet. You know, like what you're reading and pictures you're looking at and who you're following and what you're listening to and what you're letting inside of your psyche yes, it does become a part of your daily diet. And social media is one of the very few things you actually have control over, you know? So to not be afraid of taking care of yourself yeah. and <laughs> creating boundaries yeah. for what you're, you know, have your standards for yourself, like what you are willing to ingest or consume and what you're not. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to, Create that for yourself. And if anybody has anything bad to say about it, just be like, this is this is what works for me. Yeah. You don't have to do it. When we were talking about curating feed, in reverse of that, you can curate the feed that you're ingesting when she, you know, Tina's talking about diet yeah. of, of what you're, you know, putting into your eyeballs, into your brain. Just for example, like I've curated my feed that I look at every day. Yeah. To only things that make me happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, there's, of course, there's a couple of dogs. Yeah. There's got to be dogs. Tucker. Tr- yeah, Tucker, of course. <laughs> the whole world follows Tucker. Yeah. Um, guitars, drums, things, you know, music that makes me happy. You know, artists that I follow that have great content that I like to see what they're doing every day because they always are... Uh, bringing inspiration. Uh, other people that are not even in the world that I'm in that bring inspiration. You know, I've spoken about Gary Vee before, but even though Goggins is insane, he's <laughs> super inspirational. Yeah, he so really it's is. like when he goes by on your feed and he's telling you things that are... Running a fucking marathon on Tuesdays. Yeah, like <laughs> he's nuts. But it doesn't mean I don't love the fact that we're like, I can't believe there's a human out here that does that. So when you see what he's doing, 
it's like, yeah, that's cool. Sometimes I need people like him to be, you know, because I love that he's always kind of yelling at you while he's exercising, while he's Calling you a bitch? Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I need that. I do too. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. Be like, yeah, I'm being a bitch. I'm being a bitch. Yeah. I got to do something, man. Yeah. Other times I can't take it. Other times I'm like, don't talk to me like that, David. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on my mood. Yeah. But I mean, the, either way, though, you're not looking at that in your feed. Like you're not getting, it's you're not being. I hate this word, but you're not being triggered by anything. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, curating your own feed for your diet is very, very important. And yeah. it's usually supposed to be joy, inspiration, things that bring you actual, real life feelings that are away from things that make you feel bad. That are real life feelings like anger and hate and yeah those things, like trying to trying to be on the joy spectrum as much as possible. Exactly because life is tough enough as it is. It's like every single week we've got no, some new like historical event in a really negative way happening yeah. in the world. You don't need to punish yourself further by like following people that don't do anything for. Your joy spectrum. Yeah. Because I don't know. So what is it like for you? Like, do you ever experience compare and despair? Um, like on, on Instagram? I have. Because, you, I mean, you look at certain things where, I mean, I'll just be honest. It's like, if you if you look at someone that you want to, <laughs> this is funny. So if you want to. If you're getting inspired to like make a physical change yeah. for yourself, like I'm getting in that mode again. Yeah. I, I didn't do the, I don't do the whole like, oh, it's January 1st. I'm going to turn into the fucking rock, <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. do that. Yeah. So I'm kind of getting inspired to be like, yeah, maybe I should make some physical changes the way that I want to do that. Yeah. And then if I start deep diving into like, well, maybe, maybe this guy or whose, whose body type is closest to me. And then you jump into some of that world and you're like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is going to take me, you know, or just for example, we were laughing yesterday at, at Jason Statham's workout. Oh my God. Well, yeah. People are, people look at him and be like, oh yeah, you know, he, he's got good genes or he, yeah, they're like, oh, it must be this, nice. And you're like, you're like, you would never, you have no idea what this man does every day. It's, and you would never insane he looks like that because he's earned it oh yeah and i mean and i love that people love to devalue other people's hard work just be like oh yeah they have good genes or they you know whatever you're like like, that dude look it up (laughs) google it what he does for a workout what he does for a warm-up is a full workout for me (laughs) it's crazy it's so funny but i mean he warms up with my peak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His warm-ups are most people's, like, probably 90% of their workouts. Good for if, him. If even that. Oh, I know. Good for him. But the point of all that is, like, <laughs> when you start deep diving, you can get into that mindset of, like, I'll never be like him, and I'm never going to do this, and I'm never going to do that. And, you know, it cascades down into the hole. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I have experienced it before. I don't I don't have it as much now. 
some things like maybe you'll have certain days where you're down. Yeah. And it, and you can you can catch a little of that. But usually what I do is I turn it off. I don't provoke myself. Yeah, you're not in a, a an emotional cutter. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not on there going like I don't get into a mood like that yeah. and then continue on the path like self-deprecation type. Yeah. You? Oh, yeah. At this point, I'm pretty well-versed in what's real and what's not. And I can appreciate a really well-done photograph of a beautiful person or a beautiful place or beautiful stuff without getting too wrapped up in the psychological toll that that can take on you if you get into compare and despair. Yeah. I had a really hard time looking at certain people's feeds because of that mentality of comparing myself to what they were doing or what they were able to create or opportunities that they were getting or their life looking perfect or their body looking perfect or their skin looking perfect. And it really made my own body image suffer because I was looking at all of these airbrushed pictures. And it's funny because I obviously grew up reading magazines sometimes and being in the industry, you see beautiful people all the time and you're a part of photo shoots and you know what goes into it. And you know what you looked like when you went into the studio to take the photos and what you look like when it comes out in the press. Oh yeah. It's different. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's not you. It's just a different version of you. It's a heightened version of you. But with social media, that's gone to lengths I've never imagined. Oh yeah. And, and it's not something that you have to walk out of your house and go and buy the magazine to see. It is in your face every second of every day. It's mentally exhausting as far as your own body image goes and what you think you should look like. And it freaks me out that everybody kind of wants to look the same. Like as soon as there's a style, as soon as there's a look that's that's popular, then you see everybody. And listen, I'm not shading anybody. No. Is whatever's going to make you feel good, go ahead and do that. Yeah. You know, I I hate though that people have been sort of brainwashed into thinking that how they look isn't good enough or it's not beautiful because their style of beauty, their unique look isn't on trend. It's like, I'm not on trend. No. You know, I have a very different body type than the Kardashians. Sure. Their, their bodies are very on trend. They have been for a while and I'm never going to look like that. And it's, and I'm okay with that. You know, on bad days, do I think that I look like shit? Yeah. I think everybody does. Everybody has those days where you're just like, Jesus, I look like I got hit by a bus. Yeah. But all in all, I've come to accept, and maybe this came with maturity and age, there's nothing I can do about it unless I wanted to get surgery, which I don't. So that's my choice. And I love what my body does for me. And I've learned what clothes work for me. And I learned what style I like. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't like that, that's okay. But that doesn't mean that I'm ugly or that I'm not enough or that I'm not 
that I can't be fashionable or that, I, you know, any yeah. of that. Yeah. I think a lot of your individual style has come from the fact that you grew up through the transition into social media and influence. So you had the freedom to think about style combinations, your own unique creative things to do for how you want to look, how you want to dress, the shoes that you like. All those things came from your own creative mind and not being influenced by media as much. Because I believe, you know, more in the past, media was, you know, print. It was television, movies, that type of thing. And it's, that's not as powerful of an influencing tool as just since we're talking about Instagram, uh, Instagram has become. So if you have things that you like in your face every day, and then you have people that are, you know, trending, you have clothing that is trending, you have, so it's in your face every day, as soon as you wake up. And then like we were talking about with screen time, 11 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> you have to bring yeah. it back and, up. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not that bad. It's like, I, I've had it's pretty mo- fucking bad, dude. It's bad. Yeah. But I've had, I mean, same thing. Yeah. I've had, when I'm out on the road and, we, and it's going on, it's like screen time goes to 12 hours. Yeah. It's embarrassing. But you're right. It. I did have the time and the space to develop my own taste. Yeah. And... I was also the person that never wanted to fit in. So I would wear crazy shit just because I liked it. And I was like, well, nobody else will wear this because it's ugly or it doesn't match. (laughs) Or, you know, I just was really into that. I've always been into just doing my own thing because it made me feel uncomfortable to look like everybody else. Yeah. And I understand from a psychological perspective, why as human beings, we all do that. It's the pack mentality. Yeah. You know, there's a, a mental psychological safety in numbers. Yeah. And, and I get that. And the industry of influence excludes so many people. It's not an inclusive thing at all. And yeah. it makes people feel like shit. Yeah. It's a, a, a mentally dangerous thing. Because if you don't look like X, Y, or Z, then you're not worthy of (laughs) love and attention and the important things, let alone what it says about monetary gain and all of that. But as a woman, it's very scary for me to see young girls having to grow up with that. There are so many young women who haven't even grown into their bodies yet. I didn't grow into my body legitimately until I was 25. Yeah. I went through puberty real late. But, and they're doing all of these things to themselves because they want to be seen as beautiful. They want to be accepted and they want to be loved and they want attention from people and and i understand that but it's just really scary i don't know yeah that's that's to me is the most dangerous part is 
you have that type of psychology going on where it's people viewing things, especially women going, this is the way I need to look to be beautiful. And then setting the goal to do it or making the, you know, whatever they're doing to try to achieve that. And then if it doesn't succeed, it still gets waved in their face every day. Totally. Hours a day. Yeah. So it's almost like being, you know, not necessarily punished, but like teased every day. Yeah. Without someone directly saying anything to you. Mm-hmm. That's the way it comes across to me. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. You know, I've definitely gotten comments because I try to make it a point that on my stories, unless I'm wearing makeup during the day, I don't, I'm, I'm not just waiting until I have makeup on. I, it's me when I get up. Yeah. <laughs> and because I want people to see what I really look like. Even if they think that I'm fucking ugly, I don't care. It's like, this is what I look like. I can't do anything about it. It's the hair. It's the best. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) that's just real. I know. It's like an explosion of hair. Yeah. But, you you know, even on my grid posts, I don't really post that many glamorous pictures unless the rare moment when I'm doing something glamorous because my main priority isn't for people to think that I'm pretty. It's like, I just want to share something that I'm doing with you. And I, I don't know. It's hard to, to know for sure if this is, if this is true, but I feel because of when I grew up not having to deal with this stuff, that gave me the ability to develop my sense of self outside of how I looked and besides the fact that in my career, people have said atrocious things to me. Yeah. To my face. You know, yeah. people that are going to give you a job or not. It's like you do, to a certain extent, develop a pretty thick skin when <laughs> somebody takes a Polaroid of you and circles your air quotes problem areas and tells you to fix them. Yeah, they talk about, yeah, that's, that's the worst it could get. Yeah, it's soul shattering. Yeah. So... Maybe I'm just a little bit more expectant of people to have shitty opinions or be mean. But I also think that how I looked was never important in our household when we were growing up. Yeah, no, that was never a thing that was put on us. No. We were free to do as we pleased in that department. Yeah. Yeah. And... As long as we didn't get tattoos or piercings. Oh, yeah. Do you remember how many pranks we played on your mom? Oh. Where you took me to Venice Beach and I got the henna tattoo. (laughs) And then we went to the store and got saran wrap. Yeah. I was like 16. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom freaked. You're going to get kicked out of this house. (laughs) Your mom is a national treasure. She's the sweetest person on the planet. And I'm so sorry for all of the pranks that we've played on you, but not really because it's a great story now. (laughs) The the way that I look at it is like, we've given her the amazing gray hair that she has today. Okay. So. Our mom. Props. Props. Yeah. Chips on that. Yeah. Our mom has the most stunning Miranda Priestly gray hair I've ever seen. And it's all real and it's all her. Yeah. 
It's insane. She's chic as fuck. We're totally. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Sidebar. Sidebar. Um, I don't know. I, I just, it bums me out that uniqueness is dying, that everybody wants to look the same, that it makes, it breaks my heart that women go through horrific things just to look a certain way to be the standard of beauty. Yeah. It's exponentially harder on women. But when you were talking about guys as well, the same thing. Yeah. There are guys that are bigger dudes that are like, I wish I was leaner like this guy. Or there's yeah. shorter dudes that are like, I wish I was taller like this guy. Or it goes down to it's the same stuff. We're just, I think, in a, in a guy's community. Yeah. There's, it's not, they're not against other guys. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Like, guys are just guys. Yeah, you guys kind of cheer each other on, right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, if we're, if we're doing, you know, I, if you're with your male friends or whatever and, you know, somebody's trying to do some body image changing or, you know, working out or they want to, they want to get lean or they want to get bulky or they want to do whatever it is, we're in support of our friends. Yeah. Where I think... In the women's community, it's more of a com- like a competition thing. Totally. So then, it's not teamwork necessarily. It's more. There's a lot like of savage she, shit that goes on. Yeah, like yeah. what's she doing? Yeah. And then when when she's doing something, then it sparks this like, well, I'm going to do this then. Like yeah, and there stuff. are a lot of girls too that are. If one of their friends is doing something unhealthy but it's working, they'll do it too. Oh, yeah. Instead of talking to the friend and being like, Yo. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't grow up with looks being a th- an important thing, I yeah. guess. It wasn't really talked about, which is also not healthy, but I was more pushed to develop skills or talent or you know being smart or yeah because i never focused on looks i also never learned how to feel attractive oh yeah because you weren't focused on it at all no so in my mind i'm like oh well i I guess i'll be the funny one yeah i guess i'll have the personality or whatever (laughs) you know but as an adult Social media has helped me a lot to appreciate other women's beauty as well. Yeah. And to be able to really understand that I can be unique. I don't have it just because I don't look like that doesn't mean that I'm ugly and doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not of value. Like I like that. I look unique. I'm not really interested in, in changing how I look. Um, and if you are, you are do what makes you feel good. I just, don't do it because it's trendy. I just wish that girls could see through the facade a little bit more. Yeah. You know, there's so many filters on Instagram. Like we were saying earlier, I try to stay away from them. Sometimes if you put those things on, like I've played around with them before. Yeah. You do start to look at your face and you're like, are my lips small? <laughs> yeah. The more that you apply filters to your yeah. face. Yeah. And I'm like, this is dangerous. I can't do this shit. Yeah. But temper your expectations a little bit. Because yeah. 
it seems to me like you're not just allowed to be normal. You're not just allowed to like. Well, I mean, you're allowed to, but it's almost as if it's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. Like it's as silly as that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Really? Like, Oh, you haven't fucked with your face. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's I'm like, but you know, either one is fine. If that's what you want. If you want to do that stuff, do that stuff. I, I looked this up because I was very interested to see how social media has affected all of those numbers, plastic surgery and like the, all of that. Yeah. I already knew that the beauty industry makes a ton of money off of all of us and all of our insecurities, right? Yeah. Guess how much it is. This is from 2019. Tell me. Cosmetic and beauty industry in the U.S. alone, the revenue is $49.2 billion. Oh. So this is what I want people to understand is like social media, commercials, all of the advertising, all of it. It's, it's definitely capitalizing on our insecurities and furthering them so that we think that we need all this shit. Yeah. You need to have this moisturizer so that you look like you're 25 forever, really? even though that's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, when, like, your dude's going to age. I love a woman. when dudes age. That's what I mean. It's like, dudes just age. Yeah. Like, you can, too. Yeah, but you guys are kind of dicks, because a lot of you look better as you get older, and Ye- some of us don't. There are know? a lot of women that do the same thing. Yeah. I love I love it, uh, an aged man. I love, <laughs> I love when y'all get settled into yourselves. Right. And, and it's just like, like, give me a break, George Clooney. Looks better now than he did when he was on ER. When he was on ER, to me, he was just like, oh, that's a cute guy. Yeah. George is a fox. <laughs> He's all leathery and shit. Silver fox, but at the male, but the male version. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is was crazy to me. In 2019, $16.7 billion was spent on plastic surgery in the U.S. alone. Oh, God. So... What you're saying is nobody looks the way they should. No, I don't even think we have a reasonable understanding of what human beings look like at this point. No. (laughs) Everybody looks like a filter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm personally not into it, so I'll probably... (laughs) I'll probably get to the point, especially being an actress, where they're just going to be like, so... Yeah, you haven't done these? Like, You're going to catch up yet or what? Yeah, there's going to be a list. No, absolutely not. Stop fucking with your faces, people. I love unique faces. I love, I I just love like, I love scars. I love people's imperfections because perfection doesn't exist anyway. And everybody has their preferences for what they think is hot or not. Yeah. You know? And when, like, you're, when you're listing those numbers too, just so we're clear, those numbers are based on aesthetics, like not... That's not, not reparative surgery. It's not reparative. It's not corrective. It's not like, oh, I had a I had an issue with my lip, so I fixed the scar, or I had a broken nose, so I had my nose done to to make it not look broken anymore. It's not that. Nope. These are complete like alterations. Yeah, elective surgery. Yeah. I've had a really good time with my social media building up. I guess what you would call my audience. I feel a little uncomfortable calling it that. I don't know. 
Yeah, because you've built it, like we were talking about at the beginning, you built more of like a community. Yeah. Cool. And it's, I, and I feel connected to them and I feel like I really care about how they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I like interacting with them a lot. You know, I like, I like knowing that when I get up in the morning and I make my Instagram story where I'm drinking coffee, I know that somebody somewhere in the world is sitting down with their coffee yeah. in the morning by that by themselves too and and we're having coffee together. Yeah, it's a good feeling. Like it's such a fun feeling. Yeah. It's it's really cool. That's the part of social media that I love so much yeah. is sometimes you really do get to connect with people and if it, you use it properly, you can create amazing connections. Oh yeah. With people that you normally wouldn't be able to meet. I've gotten really good if I find um, a creator or an artist or just a person that I'm a fan of that I love what they're doing, I hit them up on Instagram and I've had excellent luck with it. Oh yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, and you become friendly with these people or you can just tell them, I loved you in this movie. I loved your YouTube video. I love your podcast. Like for me, it's a really great way for me to show my appreciation for people creating content that has gotten me through this last year. Yeah. Truly. You know, so that kind of sharing is really awesome. Yeah. I like it too. There's, there's a, I don't have a ton of followers on my Instagram cause I've never, you know, I'm not significant enough <laughs> on there. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the, the small community that I have is, this, I feel it's the same way. Yeah. It's like whenever I post something, everybody chimes in because it's fun because I interact and we all laugh about stuff. And Yeah. And you can joke around in your comments. Exactly. And, and it's, yeah. you know, that or on stories, there's always some sort of funny story interaction going. My Instagram for me is mostly like comedy, meaning not my posts, but my interactions with the people that I follow and that follow me as we have, you know. You have it, all your inside jokes. It is yeah. true because I've gone on some of your posts, like I'll comment on it and then I'll read your other comments. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> exactly. But it makes it fun because <laughs> there's people, like you were saying, there's people all over the world yeah. that you wouldn't normally be able to interact with Yeah, that you get to bring into your circle and then they bring you into theirs. And it's Well, especially with you, you work with so many people and you guys are from all over the world. Yeah. So that's also a great way for you to keep in touch with your friends. It's so much fun. Yeah. So you actually, even though you're apart, you don't feel it as much. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. I actually met one of my closest friends on Twitter. Yes, you did. So he's an iconic human. And I don't know that I ever would have met him had I not on Twitter. See, so there's one good thing about Twitter. There is one good thing about Twitter, <laughs> and it's at Brett, Brett, Brett. Yep, that's it. <laughs> should we call him? I think we should. I think we should call him and see if he feels the same way. <laughs> well, let's see what he has to say. Hello. Hi, Brent. It's me, Tia. <laughs> Tia. <laughs> I just like I, using I, the wrong names. I don't know a Tia. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> How are you, B? I'm, I'm fantastic. How are you? So good. I was just um you're on the pod. 
So I was just telling everybody we were kind of throwing down on <laughs> social media hammering. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I did say that there that I've had wonderful experiences as well, um, which included meeting one of my best friends, which is you on Twitter. baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. that is a real thing. Hi, Kevin, by the way, Brett, Brett, Brett. <laughs> I don't even um, think we've actually nice to met talk to you. you too. I don't think we've actually met in person yet. No, we haven't. Sadly. Yeah. No, just a, a little, you know, pandemic. Yeah. Just a small, <laughs> a little, <laughs> just a, a little speed we, bump, a mere speed bump. <laughs> but actually I was thinking, you know, social media, like I feel like T you and I have, you know, we don't live close. So we've always sort of, figured out ways to like maintain our friendship without actually like, you know, seeing each other all the time. And now I haven't seen you in so long, you know, we haven't seen each other during the pandemic. And then, you know, even, you know, pre pandemic, it was like the holidays last year and it's just been such a long time, but you know, we're really good about checking in with each other and even on social media too, like sending stuff on Instagram and, just like funny things or like crazy things or, you know, everything in between. Cause I think that's what, you know, social media is these days. So, um, I think that's yeah. actually how I knew that, that we were going to be really good friends is because there wasn't so much pressure on the friendship to hang out all the time. And, you know, it's like, yeah. we just, we vibed right away and, we both have the same sense of humor and we, and, and we, like you said, we can check in on each other and be there for each other without having to see each other all the time and, and just maintain our relationship that way really well, even though I miss you a lot. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but I was, that, you know, that I would say that's like the, you know, the bright side of social media, but you know, there's also the total flip side that I think makes relationships really hard too, you know? Definitely. I, when we, I'm trying to remember exactly how we met on Twitter. Um, because you know, I never I, would have met you out if I hadn't have met you on Twitter. That's what's so amazing. This is what's great about social media is connecting you with people that you otherwise would never have met. I never would have met you. Totally. I think what happened was um, we were kind of in like the same orbit of people on Twitter. Like, um, you know, I have friends that, you know, and I think I DM'd you. I don't remember exactly what it was even about. And we just started, that was like essentially, cause we were already following each other. Um, oh, you're right. It was kind of like one of those situations where we started following each other before we actually even started sort of directly interacting. And then I think at some point I DM'd you. I mean, it was obvious. Like, as soon as I was following you, it was like, oh, yeah, we're like the same person. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like it was it was kind of just one of those things that just like happened very sort of naturally just because I'm sure I DM'd you something, you know, ridiculous. And then I think it just kind of spun off from there and then we started talking and hanging out i think the, the first the tweet that you that i responded to of yours was you were talking about i could be wrong but i this was so long ago but 
you had tweeted about how you went into Target to run an errand and came out with a bunch of stuff, and I had just done the same thing, and I'd bought like tube socks, a kiddie pool, and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Quite literally, I think. All, you know, all the stuff that you go to Target for. Yeah. All the essentials. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to to show people that there there's also a, a beautiful side of social media because I don't know what I would do without you and I love you so much and I'm grateful to Twitter for you and that's it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Same. <laughs> no, and you know it, it's it it's true like I think that um you know people like meet their husbands and wives via like social media and the internet these days and so I think that it's just, especially with the way that we like interact now and how you have to be careful about hanging out with people. And I don't know there, Twitter, especially it can get super dark, especially with just the, the news, like the constant news cycle and everything that's going on in the world. But, you know, I think social media is still like a curated feed. It's what you want from it. And, um, yeah, it was just like a really great way for us to connect and stay connected. And I think people should be open to that, like be open to, you know, talking to people that you don't know and seeing kind of like just the way people may live differently from you or, you know, I don't know. There's just, there's like good things about social media and like the connection that it creates. So I would definitely like encourage that to anyone who's listening. Yeah. We were, we were just talking about that, that it, it is a window into other life, other lives that you normally wouldn't be shown. You wouldn't see those things and you can learn so much and you can be exposed to a lot of different things that can totally diversify your world and diversify your thought process and how you see things just like expand your mind and you can most likely meet really cool people online that you just i mean that 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 would have been your only connection and that's not that it's no longer a taboo thing you know it's like like you were saying it's so normalized now like why why not meet some really great people online i do love brett what you said about you curate it for you I think that's really, really important for people to to remember where it's like you're following who you're following because you chose to. So if, exactly. you, if you choose to go rip them a new one because you don't like their shoes, it's like, <laughs> you, hello, you chose to follow them. Totally. Un- unfollow, mute. Yeah. Come I on. actually have a really good example of that. I, I like following um, accounts that showcase like architecture and home building and things like that, whether it be like modern or, you know, like homes that were built in, you know, the early 1900s or whatever. And there's this one account that I follow and they, um, they sort of, I don't want to like say what it is, but it basically they, it's like, historic homes in a specific city and the comments are basically just people talking about how they feel about like the updates that have been made to the homes over the years and for me i was always just following that account because it's like cool to swipe through the pictures and see these awesome houses you know but now looking at the comments it's become like clear that this is like one of those sort of toxic places where people go in the comments and say everything that they hate about 
all of these houses. So I just stopped following the account because it was like, well, that's not what I'm here for. You know, like I'm here just to see these cool pictures and I'm not like going so deep into it that I'm going to say like, wow, I can't believe like how this person that I don't know, you know, decorated their living room or painted their bedroom or whatever. And, and that's how, you know, kind of crazy the, the comment section was getting. And so it's as easy as that though. You can like find something and follow it because it looks cool. And then you're like, wait, I don't really like what's going on here in sort of like the deeper community or whatever. And then it's just as easy to click unfollow and, and find, you know, five other accounts that are probably very similar to that. So it is, Kevin, it's exactly like, it's what you want to, to get from it because it can very quickly become, you know, this negative place. And I know for me, like, you know, I, I have a job, I, I, I work during the day. And when I'm looking at social media, I want it to be kind of just a relaxing, you know, kind of mind dump, you know, I don't really have to think about it too much. And so when it starts getting, you know, crazy like that, it's like, all right, I'm going to move on. I'm going to find something that's better for me. Yeah. It's supposed to be, at least for me, I agree. It's supposed to be something that you go on as it's enjoyment. You're not going on there to be punished. Right. Like, I <laughs> but I think that people don't realize, you know, obviously there is so much st- stimulus in this, in this oh, yeah. world right now that, that people aren't even recognizing that they're being overstimulated by everything that they're, uh, consuming. Right. And, and I don't think that they realize how much anxiety you get from absorbing material that you're not interested in anymore. Yeah, totally. Where you're just like, Ugh, this doesn't feel good anymore. Like, I don't like this anymore. It, that is anxiety inducing. Just unfollow. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. And it doesn't mean that you hate that person or that you hate that account. It's just like, it's okay to say this doesn't work for me and, and I'm I'm not interested in this anymore. And as Brett said, there's a there's plenty more accounts that may go down into the world of pictures of houses that you like. Yeah. Rather right. than you know, it's or like, whatever it is, yeah. pictures of unicorns. Yeah. Right? There's literally everything for everyone. Yeah, exactly. and don't be lazy. Just go look yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I feel like that's something, honestly, that you've been really, like, checked in with and a big proponent of, like, for as long as I've known you is just, like, basically focus on the stuff that you want to and ignore the rest. And, I, I mean, I don't even know if you're on Twitter right now. I'm not. I don't know if you guys already talked about that. I'm not. I'm off. Yeah. Yes, you're off the twit, which, like, that's fine. Like, if it's not a good place for you, like don't be there, you know? It like, really got I, to a point where I couldn't mentally handle everything. It wasn't It wasn't even necessarily anything that anybody was saying to me. The atmosphere was so um, charged and so right. angry that every time I opened it, I was scared of what I was going to see, and I just started going down this really bad mental spiral every time I would open it, it would just, I, I just couldn't handle it anymore. Totally. So I left. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's (laughs) a very real scenario for a lot of people, I think. And I think it's good that you had the wherewithal to be like, yeah, I'm good. You know, I think some people are afraid of, of doing what's right for them because of the possible judgment or, conversation that other people will try to put on them Mm -hmm. because of their decisions. And it's like, you know, you can just leave me with my choice 
that I, I'm telling you that something doesn't work for me, you don't have to make me unpack it. You could just want me to be happy and be yeah. proud of me for making decisions that work for me. Exactly. That's 100% it. Be happy for me for what I like. Brett is really good at that too. Yeah. And you know what? If I see shit that makes me irate online, guess who gets the text? (laughs) 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 So if you have to get it out and you have to talk shit. Yeah. Seriously. Text the homie. Exactly. That's my favorite tweets are the ones that only come to me via text. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what texting is for. It's private Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Private Twitter. That's great. (laughs) Well, anyways, Brett, you're the best and I love you. And technically, you're the first guest of the pod. Boom. Wow. Yeah. There it is. A really big moment for me. Thank you for having me. And I love you too. And I'm stoked for you guys. Like, I think that it's great that you're finally doing this. And uh, I can't wait to listen. And you'll have to, when this shit is over, you got to come and, and be on for real with yeah. your own oh, mic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Yeah. And bring Buzzy. Yes. Yes, and Buzzy would love to. Buzzy's been on podcasts before. I know. He's he's so much more professional than I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's insane. He's way, way more than all of us. It's fine. He's the best, so. <laughs> all right. I love you, B. I'll call you later. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. See you, Brad. God, I love Brett. He's the best. He's so awesome. He really is. He's a uh, he's a really, really good person. A really good person, and he has such a good attitude. Yes, and his sarcasm is king. Just FYI. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Probably the best at it, hands down, in the world. Yeah, yeah, for real. Okay, guys, we're gonna wrap it. We gotta wrap it up. Like and subscribe so that you can be notified when our new episodes come out. And leave a review. We would love to hear how you're feeling about it so far. Yeah, how are we doing? You like it? You don't like it? What's up? What up? Yeah. Um, and you can connect with us on Instagram, at Tina Majorino. At Kevin Majorino. Or at No Pressure Pod. See that? We got an Insta. We got an Insta. It's yeah. for real now. For real. Uh, we'll try to be good about posting pictures and behind the scenes stuff on the no pressure pod yeah we love you so much see you in the next episode peace bye